Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. I am Steve Kenyon. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate our sponsors, Wrangler, the official Western Wear Pro Rodeo. Long live Cowboys, the Justin Boot Company, the standard of the West since 1879, and Resist All. We wear it every day. Unbeatable Feeds. They're online at unbeatablefeeds.com. Com. We'll talk more about unbeatable feeds coming up later on with National Rain Cow Horse Association superstar Clayton Edsall. I had a chance to sit down with him. We'll also visit with Chris Neal about Oklahoma's richest roping. Chris is one of the premier producers of tie-down roping events across the country, and Oklahoma's richest is this weekend. I will be at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma this weekend. Today I'm coming to you from Hamilton, Texas, a place I've never been before, a beautiful arena, the Circle T Arena in Hamilton, Texas. And uh, this weekend, along with my new partners from the Equine Sports Alliance, from Next Gen Rodeo, and from Rodeo Logistics, the ESA Texas Finals are taking place. Barrel racing has already been completed. Two rounds of barrel racing. Jordan Driver won the first go-round. Her mom, Jennifer, won the second go-round. rest of the week's all about team roping. You can check it out on the Next Gen Rodeo app. I like to start the show every week with some news headlines. Pink Buckle Barrel Race just came to an end at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Friday, October 6th, turned into Brittany Posey Tanazi's day in the second round of the Pink Buckle Futurity at the Lazy E Arena. This is from BarrelRacing.com. Posey Tanazi took the round and aggregate win in the Futurity aboard Trace Chasin Babe PZ. That's the same horse she won the Ruby Buckle Futurity aboard at the Lazy E Arena back in April. Time is 16.551. Everything Brittany did on October 6th on that horse, barn name Rosie, brought that horse's lifetime earnings to over $104,000 at the pink buckle alone. Meanwhile, Brittany also came up as the reserve champion in the futurity on a horse called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That horse's barn name is Maybelline. Maybelline earned $61,754 in the pink buckle futurity. Brittany posted on her Facebook page that she won about $160,000 between those two horses. By the way, that Maybelline horse is also a sister to a filly that Brittany sold at the Pink Buckle sale that brought $490,000. You do the math. That uh, trip to the Pink Buckle was pretty profitable for Brittany Posey-Tanazi. I asked Brittany recently about 2023 and if she could have ever imagined a year that would have gone the way this one's gone. She set a record in the WPRA for pre-NFR earnings. She's number one in the world. She's headed on to her 17th NFR. She won a bunch of big rodeos. She'd never won before this year. Here's what she said. If I'd have told you 20 years ago that this was what was ahead of ahead for you, would you have believed me? Well, I was a pretty cocky 19-year-old, so I probably would have said yes. <laughs> well, but, okay, so would you have said at 19, would you have said, yeah, and I'm going to do more than that? I probably would have. I probably would have. But uh, the older I've gotten, uh, the older I've gotten, the, realize, the harder I've realized it is to do what I've done. But, yeah, when I was 19, I'd have been like, sure, I'll go as many times as I want. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany Posey, Tanazi won over $3 million in career earnings this year. One of the stories to watch when the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo gets underway in December, the possibility that both Brittany and Lisa Lockhart, who have both gone over $3 million, could maybe pass Sherry Servey, who has for a very long time now been the number one all-time money, in the, money winner in the Women's Professional Rodeo Association. 
Brad Germanson, Extreme Bronc Riding in the PRCA, Newtown, North Dakota. Brody Crest went over $20,000 on the first weekend of the race for the 2024 Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Crest was 86 and a half to win the first go-round. Ryder Wright, the world champion, won the second round. Quint Stroh from Montana won the short round. Cress and Stroh split the average. That paid over $10,000 each. Cress won over $20,000. Stroh won almost $19,000. Complete results at ProRodeo.com. Texas Circuit Finals Rodeo going on this week. That is the highest paying circuit finals in the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association has announced its Remuda Award winners for 2023. Those Remuda Award winners, the... Uh, Rodeo committee and stock contractor put together the best set of horses for 2023. Rodeo and Douglas uh, County Fair and Rodeo in Castle Rock, Colorado that I've had the pleasure of announcing for a number of years was the rodeo committee. The Birch Rodeo Company was the stock contractor honored as the Remuda Award winners. Those are some of the top stories that are making news in the world of Western sports. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, you will hear from Chris Neal, Oklahoma's richest roping. Tie-down roping events getting underway this weekend at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma, including big match ropings that include the opportunity to watch Haven Midget and Riley Webb go toe-to-toe and Josie Connor and Martha Angeloni. We'll talk about it coming up with Chris Neal later on. We'll take a look inside the National Ring Cow Horse Association, the Snaffle Pit Futurity with Clayton Etzel. That's all on the way. You are listening to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Prefer is proud to introduce estate fencing. This unique all-metal fence uses the same swedge connecting rail as our popular Ponderosa fence, allowing it to flow beautifully along the contour of your land. With rails and posts constructed from galvanized material covered with an architectural grade powder coat finish, it resists fading, rust, and other outdoor conditions. This fence is strong enough to last a lifetime and safe enough to house livestock. Best of all, no welding required. For more information, visit prefertfence.com. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon. Thanks for all of your support of our 8 Seconds Media radio shows, the new Steve Kenyon podcast, and our social media sites. Now you can wear 8 Seconds Media wherever you go. Just visit the 8 Seconds Media store, ball caps in some fun colors, T-shirts in all sizes for men and women, and with fall coming, we've got some warm hoodies waiting for you. Just click on the shop link at 8secondsmedia.com. You're listening to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Thank you for joining us. What are you doing during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? Where are you going to stay? Think about the Grand View at Las Vegas, right across the street from the South Point Hotel and Casino. We've stayed there for more than a decade during the NFR. You can find out all about it at dailymanagementresorts.com. Next week, the week of October the 16th, we are launching something brand new. Legends of the Hall. It's a podcast centered all about the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Our first guest will be this year's honoree of the Gold Buckle Gala of the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. That'll be Monday night, December the 4th, to kick off the Wrangler National Finals in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Red Stegall will be joining us next week. He has got so many stories. We spent 45 minutes together. We could have spent 45 days, I think. I mean, Red has just got so much knowledge and 
so many tales he can tell. Um, it's going to be fun, and we hope you will join us next week as we launch the Legends of the Hall podcast. Upcoming guests will include Bob Tallman, Clint Johnson, who was last year's honoree at the Gold Buckle Gala, and a sit-down with both Christy Peterson and Charmaine James to talk about a little barrel racing. Those are among the first guests that we will feature on the Legends of the Hall podcast, which launches next week. Before we hear from Chris Neal about Oklahoma's richest roping, I want to talk about the World Champions Rodeo Alliance. We talked a lot about Rodeo Carolina last week, the highest-paying rodeo east of the Mississippi. Mill Spring, North Carolina is where it all took place. The story of the weekend was would Isaac Diaz win a million dollars, the third leg of the WCRA's Triple Crown of Rodeo, and the answer was no, he did not. Gus Gaylord won the Triple Crown round with an 86-point ride on Sunday afternoon. Diaz was 81. Isaac had a good trip to North Carolina but did not win that million dollars. Mason Clements won the bareback riding over $16,000 just a week after winning more than $28,000 at the PRCA Rodeo in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Marcus Terrio, Cole Curry, the team roping champions, Tory Johnson from Oklahoma won the steer wrestling, Wyatt Rogers the bull riding, Maley Wells won the breakaway roping, the top money winner in North Carolina, $25,850. Trevor Hale from Texas to tie down roping. Stephanie Fryer from Waco, Texas won the barrel race. You can watch the WCRA's Rodeo North Carolina Triple Crown round on November the 18th on CBS. This weekend is a big weekend in tie-down roping. Think about all the tie-down ropers that are going up and down the road today. Think about all the young guns. The Riley Webbs of the world. Riley set a record this year in the PRCA for money when prior to the NFR, more than $280,000. Well, all those guys got their start going through a bunch of great youth ropings, and one of the best is Oklahoma's Riches. that happens this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Not just a youth roping, but there's a big open tie-down roping, big breakaway roping opportunity, and a match roping Saturday night, a pair of them. In the tie-down roping, Haven Medjud, who's won two out of the three match ropings that Chris has hosted at the Oklahoma's Riches roping against the world standings leader Riley Webb. And in the breakaway roping, last year's match roping champion Josie Connor against last year's world champion Martha Angeloni. Should be a big weekend. I talked to Chris Neal about it. Thanks for joining us on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. I get to spend the second weekend of October for the second year in the partnership of the gentleman that you see next to me, Mr. Chris Neal, at Oklahoma's richest tie-down roping at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. And the next three months, Chris, I don't know if you've bothered to look at the calendar, but the next three months, don't count on taking any time off because you're going to be super busy. Welcome. It's nice to have you. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. My wife said I haven't had the, the last three months off, so coming into this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oklahoma's richest. Let's start there. And I mentioned the three-month thing. So you've got Oklahoma's richest October 13th through 15th at the Lazy E, right back at the Lazy E for your Thanksgiving weekend roping. And then from there, it's literally pack everything up and drive 90 miles an hour to get to Las Vegas for your big roping that takes place in Las Vegas. Did I miss anything? That, that pretty much sums it up. Pretty much um, sums it up. Oklahoma's richest. How many years and how much has this thing grown over the last few years? So we started in 2020, the COVID year, is when we launched Oklahoma's Richest. Um, I got with my two uh, biggest sponsors, Kimes Ranch and American Hat Company and Mr. Mundy, and we kind of put this thing together because we were fortunate enough to have events at Lazy E during a lot of that shutdown. And so uh, that's where this kind of all came from. So this will be our fourth year. 
Um, and I think that it's, um, you know, it takes that three to five years right. growth, anything that's new. So I feel like um, we're going to have a really good year this year. We have some of the best matchups that we've, that we've ever had with the number one, number two man in the tie down roping with uh, Riley Webb leading the world and setting a new record. And then of course, world champion Haven Medjid that has won two out of the three matches the last two years. So it's going to be a great matchup there. And then brand new this year, Martha Angelone, current world champion breakaway roper. It's going to match Josie Connor, which uh, beat Jackie Crawford last year. So she stays in there and um, she's two time, NFR qualifier now, breakaway qualifier, and rookie of the year. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be really fun Saturday night to see to see those two matchups. Yeah, those those match ropings. That was the that was I'll be honest because that was the highlight of my weekend last year uh, for the <laughs> first time watching those match ropings. Uh, at one point, Shad Mayfield was six five. Riley Webb was as consistent as you could be. Josie was as consistent as you can be. It was just really a lot of fun to watch. Take us through the three days in Oklahoma. What, what does Friday look like? What Saturday look like? So we'll kick off Friday with youth events. We have our 10 and under breakaway, uh, 15 under girls breakaway, 12 and under breakaway, and then our 19 under tie down. So we have four youth events all on Friday. Um, we'll be running two arenas inside the E doing that. And then we'll come back that night at seven o'clock and have a brand new, what I'm calling a showcase bonus round. So we've never done that before. Uh, top five in the average after the sh- four header is over the three rounds on the short go. I'm going to bring back the top five in the average and just have a bonus showcase that night. It's just one head winner take all thousand hmm. dollars for every youth event that we have um, for the weekend. So that's kind of fun and new. Um, what we're doing there and just trying to keep it fresh and uh, yeah. add a little excitement. We did that last year, actually, just for the 1200 tie down and the 1200 girls breakaway. We did that last year, if you remember that, yeah. with the match opens um, to add a little bit of the youth in with our feature world champion matches. Parents loved it. Everyone loved it. Of course, the number one question I had was, why are we not doing this in all the youth events? You know, I just yeah, picked sure. the two youngest and the one tie down and the girl breakaway. And it, those were the two events that were on Saturday, and we kind of scheduled it that way. But now, so I decide, well, we will. It's not fair. We'll just do it in everything. We'll just feature the top ones, the top five each night. So we'll do it on Friday night. And then, of course, we'll do it again on Saturday night with our matches like we did last year. Sure. Um, you and I are talking on Wednesday, October 4th. Your roping starts at the Lazy E, October 13th. Um, obvious but dumb question, is it is it too late to enter or, no, or enter, no. still open? How does that never too open? Never too late to enter. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, still open on NextGen. Everything is online with NextGen right. Rodeo app. So just download the app or go to nextgenrodeo.com and you can get entered right there. Um, it is a $50 late fee at this point, and it's last to enter first to rope at this point. So our pre-entry deadline was last week. Uh, we've drawn positions. Programs went to print yesterday. So we're basically in crunch time around here, loading up, packing up. You know, I leave here Monday on the 9th. Um, so I'm just four or five days left here at home and I'm headed out there, but we'll keep entries open um, all the way through Thursday at noon on okay. next gen. So um, noon central standard time on Thursday, the 12th, October the 12th, next Thursday, um, we will shut everything off online and then we will still accept entries on site. There'll be a walk up 
entry as well um, one hour prior to each event and then we'll close everything got it um yeah. you know i'm now in partnership with next gen and rodeo logistics yeah. have really enjoyed it and um that that is a new program i'm not sure that everybody fully understands it yet how's it working out for you it's going great uh these guys have the best technology that i've ever seen it's really really uh highly advanced i think after everyone it's new for some folks but once they get on there and you have an app like i entered a few amateur or ipra rodeos um this summer with my nephew and so i had to get the app and if i can do it anybody can do it <laughs> type of thing i'm not very tech tech savvy at all so um the hardest part is the very first time getting your profile set up once you have a profile set up it's simple i mean you just go in it's like checking out on amazon i mean you can just go in click what you want to enter check out the end um so it's going good and then we're actually running the event at oklahoma's richest on the next gen uh system this will be a first for us so it's brand new so uh zach and hunter a couple of the main guys there um clay and jonathan are sending them up so they're going to actually be with us at oklahoma's riches helping um our secretaries and timers and um make sure that everything's good because it is going to be brand new for us but we feel like it's going to be great. Um, it ties in with our video board and uh, with TC Long, he uses it on. So as far as the video board and um, uh, the timing system and everything, um, it's going to be immediate results, immediate on the app. If you have the app, it's um, videos. Um, everything is going to be instant. As soon as you throw your hands up, she stops the watch. It's going to be right there on the app. So you, it's going to be pretty, pretty neat once we get it all, all in place. So get your next-gen Rodeo Logistics app and uh, join us uh, for Chris Neal's Oklahoma's Riches Roping. Um, Chris, you've got the two the two events coming up, Thanksgiving weekend and then Las Vegas right after that. I know you're working on that. Are there some changes we can tell people about that that, that they need to be aware of? And uh, what do they need to know as far as getting ready for that? So Oklahoma um... – Sorry, Rising Stars Thanksgiving weekend. Right. We are giving it a little bit of a fresh new look. Um, we've updated our logo. If anyone has noticed on that, on our ads that are out there, and we do have some new stuff trying to keep it fresh. Um, we've added for the first time for us a 10 and under double mug and tie down. So hmm. that's been requested and that's going to be fun. Um, so we have a tie down for the 10 and under double mug and we're going to add that for the first time. So the adult or whoever they choose can go flank the calf for them. They just have to rope, get off time, um, just like they would. They just don't have to get the calf down. So yeah. um, anyway, that's new that we're going to have this year. And then, too, out in the covered arena, Russ Mannion is going to help us. He's been doing a pole bending and a goat tying the last couple of years outside for us. But we're adding barrel racing for the first time. So huh. barrel racing comes to Rising Stars in 2023. So uh, we actually have um, – Two arenas inside with all the new events with Rising Stars, all the typical events and the all-star open tie down when we give the coveted hog saddle away or $7,500 cash, their choice on that open tie down, which is an American qualifier as well. Um, Dirk Webb and the ultimate calf roping will be using pin two inside. And then Russ Mannion will be outside in the cover doing poles, goats, and barrels. So we're going to have a lot going on in Thanksgiving weekend. Wow. Um, folks, if you, and I got a little taste of it last year, um, Tim Fuller and I are the announcers at, uh, the Oklahoma's richest roping that's coming up in a couple yes. of less than two weeks now. Um, and the logistics of what it takes to put all of this together 
Um, Chris, I, I'm not smart enough to put it all together. I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> I'm glad you are. I, I don't know how you managed to get all of these moving parts to move so smoothly together. Well, I appreciate that, Steve. My dad says that a lot. He's like, I don't know how you keep it all straight. And I said, well, I'm not sure that I do all the time. <laughs> we just get through it and do the best we can. And it's just, uh, it's a lot of preparation leading up to it. Um, you know, the scheduling and lining it out and just having the right people in place at the right time. And that's, that's pretty much what it's all about. So you, everyone that I work with helps make it all work. The rising stars roping Thanksgiving weekend. And in, that includes Thanksgiving day. Um, if you're going to invite that many families to come rope over Thanksgiving, it really is important. I would think that you keep it fun and, and keep everybody involved to make it, you know, yeah. make it something that families can enjoy. It is it that that is our biggest event of the year. I mean, um, the fact that it's Thanksgiving and it's a four day weekend where parents are off work, kids are out of school. That's the one we've been doing the longest. I mean, this will be a 23rd year, wow. I believe. We started in 2002 on that one. So all these other events are really new and fresh for me. But this one is uh, the one that started them all. Um, and it is more of a family tradition. Everyone comes and stays three, four days. We have cater a Thanksgiving, a traditional Thanksgiving meal in the canteen I was say, on you Thursday. You maybe put on Oklahoma's biggest Thanksgiving buffet during this roping every year. <laughs> we do. And it's really good. Um, it's been catered out of Oklahoma City the last couple of years, and the food has been great. Um, we do have a new catering company this year that this guy is, uh, he's a real chef um, in town. And so we've got, it'll have all the trimmings, ham, dressing, um, turkey, of course, um, with all, all the fixings, dessert, sweet tea, you name it. It's going to be, uh, you can get it right on next gen app too. When you, when you enter the rope and you can buy your meal tickets, they're 20 bucks for a full meal. And it comes with everything. If you sat down at a, at a first class restaurant. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be really good. You're, you're done the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend with the rising stars roping. When does the Las Vegas event begin? So it, it's the following not the very next Thursday, but the next this year. Typically, it starts on the very next Thursday. So we leave straight from Rising Stars from Lazy E and go straight to Vegas. This year, luckily, we get to come home for a few days. And yeah, the we'll NFR starts. The NFR starts as late this year as I think it can start. On yes, December. exactly. It's, it's a one week later than normal. So we have a week in between this year. So I think that's going to be good for us. Um, I wish it stayed that way every year. Um, I think next year it it goes right back. But right. this year we're going to have that week in between. So I think it's good for the the families and the kids that are coming. You know, they get to go home and recoup and um, go back to work or do laundry or whatever. They're not gone for a three-week stretch now, so they can come up to Rising Stars for a few days, go home for a week, and then leave for Vegas. So I think that's going to really help us this year. Um, I think the event will be even bigger because of that, because it's not right back-to-back -back with NFR. Uh, it's also good for me. Um, I get to come home, spend a few days with the family, maybe yeah. do some laundry, recoup for a few days and then head to Vegas and our cattle as well. They get to come home for a week and, and rest before, and otherwise they sent on a truck straight from lazy Eve to Vegas and we unloaded and set up and went again. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that this year. <laughs> Where are you at in Las Vegas? Plaza downtown, right across from Fremont street arena at the plaza hotel and casino one main street very first casino in las vegas that's why it has the address one main street got it um 
putting cattle together for a big roping like this, how many entries are you anticipating at um, Oklahoma's richest? Um, how, how many cattle do you have to come up with for these, these big ropings? Well, there'll be around 600 total entries at Oklahoma's richest is kind of the goal, what we're shooting for. Um, we're, we're at about 450 right now. Um, there's always around 100 late entries on site at the event. Um, and then, of course, that doesn't count uh, the ultimate calf ropings. And, and I don't think I mentioned that earlier, but we will be having the ultimate. Dirk will have the ultimate and the junior world finals qualifiers going oh, on wow. at Oklahoma's richest as well outside in the covered arena. So he'll have two arenas going outside and we'll have two going inside. Um, so that's about what we'll have. Uh, Mark Holder supplies all of my cattle, has for years. He does a great job. So we'll have him again um, doing the calves for there and Rising Stars, and then be the same ones from, be a different set at Rising Stars from Oklahoma's Richest, be a completely different set, but we will use the same ones in Vegas from Rising Stars. Um, don't take quite as many out there. We normally takes about 400 head of calves to do one of these events. We'll only take about half of that, about 200 head to Vegas, just because that's how many you can fit on a semi load, a pot load. Yeah. And it can't afford to send two, two semi loads to Vegas from Oklahoma. Um, so that's kind of how that works. Got it. Um, Chris, I don't want to keep you all day, but before I let you go, um, and you and I've talked about this a dozen times, if we've talked about it once, um, you think back over the history of these big youth ropings, you go back to, you know, when Barry Burke was putting his on and I don't know, maybe you roped at Barry's ropings as a kid once upon oh, yeah. a time. Um, and, you know, all the big events that Joe B puts on, you have been a leader in these youth ropings and you, you know, 23 years on Thanksgiving weekend at the, at the lazy E uh, we didn't even talk about your Memorial day event that takes place every year at the lazy E um, you've been a leader on a lot of these big ropings and I firmly believe, and I, you're, you're a talented roper in addition to a really good roping producer, I firmly believe that the reason kids like Riley Webb today are so good is they had so many opportunities produced by guys like you to go rope when they were 10 and 12 years old and make some money at it and, and hone their skills. Am I right in saying that? I think a hundred percent. Um, I, you know, I hope you're right. I hope we're making a difference. Um, I know the future of rodeo right now and the future of the calf rope and the breakaway and my specialty event is stronger than ever. And I hope to think that all of these events, not only the ones that I put on, but those others that you mentioned, Joe B and, um, the other youth calf ropings. Um, I missed a lot of guys when I was going through that list. There are people producing these events. Like I say, you've been kind of at the forefront of it. Yeah, we we've uh, we're just trying to keep up and have as many as we can, but keep the quality of an event that that we have. And, and you know, that's why we don't have one every month or or every other month, because we just try to have space out. You know, we got Memorial weekend and we've got October and then Thanksgiving weekend. And then of course, NFR, you got to have that week. So we try to have four, and then I'm involved with the Huey Jr. Patriot and help with Kevin and Andrea Hall there at that deal. Right. And so we've got several other things that I'm kind of help with and involved with, but we just try to do a few really big good ones through the year and um, keep our quality of event up and keep our sponsors, you know, very well exposed and do a good job there. And, and it just brings a, a big stage. We try to bring a big stage for these kids at a young age to be ready when they're Riley's age and Josie's age to go hit the road and see the spotlight and get out there and, 
and be ready and not have any butterflies, you know. So I think it's think it's great on what everyone's doing and um I think our industry's doing great as a whole. So yeah. kudos to everyone. <laughs> I agree totally. Uh Christianelle, I look forward to seeing you in a week. Um folks can follow Oklahoma's Riches, follow the uh, the Rising Stars event um at to the Lazy E on Thanksgiving weekend. Follow your Las Vegas roping from the Plaza Hotel and Casino um, during the National Finals Rodeo. They can follow all of that on the Next Gen and Rodeo Logistics platforms. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. And one last thing, everything is under CN Productions. So if you ever need anything, just cnproductions.com. That's my website, Facebook, Instagram, mainly the website. Go there every page from Future Stars, Oklahoma's Richest, Rising Stars, Las Vegas Stars, Rope for the Crown, which we didn't mention, the new junior Rope for the Crown that's yeah. brand new this year, American Hat Watch Party at the Plaza, all 10 nights of the NFR. It's all on there. So just cnproductions.com. Go to the website. Check it out everything you need plaza room links stalls everything you need uh, my personal cell phone number anything that you could need is on that website so go check that out i forgot i was going to ask you about the rope for the crown and the watch party and i forgot both of them take 30 seconds before i let you go and tell me about those so rope for the crown jackie crawford and i started that back in 2018 when we first started las vegas stars um and this year for the first time with the wcra and the new du or dy the leaderboard so we kind of went partners with them um taking the top 16 on that dy leaderboard plus the champions from my events through the year those 20 contestants are going to um this year have a back number ceremony just like the big rope for the crown, we got 20,000 added, um, mm. 10,000 per age division, 15 and under and the 19 and under, the youth and the junior be 10,000 per division. So it's a brand new youth breakaway finals coming to Las Vegas in conjunction with rope for the crown. So we're super excited about that. Um, then, um, then the American hat watch party, of course, all 10 nights um, at the plaza right there. And we'll have our back number ceremonies after the watch party each night. So it's going to be a great time in Vegas. Uh, we got a lot going on out there, and uh, we hope to see everyone. Awesome. We need you I, to come out. We need you to come out one night. Come, come hang out with us. Come, come. Make it a Chris date. Rankin will be on stage, yeah. and uh, you can come give out some prizes and talk to the folks. Let's make it a date. I think that sounds like a great idea, Chris. Thank you yeah. for the invitation. Well, I'll take you up on it. We'll talk about it next week when we all get to the lazy e, uh, yeah. get to the lazy e together. Sounds great. Sounds awesome. great. Thank, thanks, Keith. That's Chris Neal talking about Oklahoma's richest roping this weekend. You can follow along with the action on the Next Gen Rodeo app. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, the Snaffle Bit Futurity of the National Rain Cow Horse Association, one of their biggest events of the year, is going on right now in Fort Worth, Texas at the Will Rogers Complex. Clayton Ensall's never won it. He's a million-dollar rider in the NRCHA. I had the opportunity to visit Clayton's home in Mineral Wells, Texas, and we'll talk to him about that. Coming up, you're listening to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Hey, y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West, and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And if I'm going to enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live Cowboys. New styles join our time-tested Justin Bent Rail collection. Like the rugged men and women who wear them, these boots stand for quality, integrity, tradition, and hard work. 
Straight from our legendary El Paso factory, our expert bootmakers build these boots with features that would make even the earliest cowboys proud. Outfit yourself today with a bent rail collection by Justin. Thanks for joining us on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Clayton Edsall is a great horse trainer, National Ring Cow Horse Association, multiple event champion. One event he's never won is the Snaffle Bit Futurity, which is going on right now in Fort Worth, Texas at the Will Rogers Complex through Saturday, October the 21st. I had a chance to not just sit down with Clayton Edsall, but actually to visit his home outside of Mineral Wells, Texas. He is sponsored by Unbeatable Feeds, of course, one of our sponsors. We talked about that and more. Here's that interview with Clayton Edsall. Welcome to the State Canyon Podcast, and this is fun. I'm in just outside of Mineral Wells, Texas. This is Clayton Edsall, who is a million-dollar trainer in the National Rain Cow Horse Association. Clayton, number one, Thanks for welcoming me to your home. I mean, we're here at your your place and your facility. Thank you. This is beautiful. Oh man, thanks for stopping by. This is awesome. Um, tell me, tell me what a day in the life is around here. How many horses you got at any one time? You got some cattle. You've got some buffalo over in a corner of the place over here. What's a day in the life like around here? Oh, uh, we got uh, we got a lot of horses around here. So I um, I do primarily the rain cow horse, and uh, we do I dabble in a few of the cutters as well, but. Um, got three, four assistant trainers, yeah. and uh, so it's a, it's just a pretty, pretty good machine, you know. Yeah. So it's depending on what we're doing, if we're rain working or fence working or herd working, um, you know, just show up and and get through the show horses. And you said something about having like seventy horses around here at any one time. Yeah, yeah, we keep. We keep a pretty good amount of horses, and as you know, with with that many trainers, and uh, uh, we need turn back horses and help right. horses, and we keep a lot of cattle too, you know. So, a lot of using horses as well. Yeah. But. Um, let me ask you about the snaffle bit futurity, and then I want to get into something you and I have in common from Unbeatable Feeds. But the snaffle bit's going on right now. You've already shown there. I asked you when we started. Uh, before we started how you did and you said good i didn't ask you to specify what's gone well so far for you well we just finished with uh with the dry work or the raining portion of it and uh yeah uh i had a i had a sandman three-year-old obviously uh he was 222 in the rain and that's good raising the cash mare she was a 219 uh and another metallic horse that did good we had a little bobble in the lead change and and we're sitting good on all of them and and um, i have three assistant trainers that are also showing three-year-olds so um yeah it's exciting good, good stuff you're close enough in mineral wells you can drive back and forth a little bit mm -hmm. um the snaffle bit goes through october the 21st so it's got another full weekend after this weekend coming up are you at any point going to have a big old herd of horses and a whole bunch of stalls rented out there or how do you handle it so we we went in for the we went in for the raining and we stayed in there for um oh probably three or four days or something like that and lucky enough luckily enough we are close and so rather than have to stay in there we we brought all the horses back last night we have our own spa here of course you can see the hot walker 
you know, kind of let them get back right. and decompress. And then uh, I keep a lot of cattle, and hopefully they're good. And so we're out here working them. Okay, here comes my dumb question of the interview. I, I just kind of gazed around your place, having having been here for the first time. This is really open. Yeah. You've got you you've you've got cattle kind of just grazing everywhere. If yeah. cows want to do, they can walk up and be a part of this interview if they yeah. want to. Yeah. Um, there you don't. Is it is it by design is that just the way it was when you moved in here how well so this is uh this is chris cox's old place right. and and he didn't have a lot of this stuff uh um fenced here and so you know when i moved down here uh you know that fuel was you know five bucks right. or four and so they spent a lot of time mowing a lot of this and uh i once I get done, once I get done <laughs> You've working, got God's most natural lawnmowers right here. Yeah, I, I just it would have it would have drove me nuts to watch a tractor drive around out there and cut down cut down perfectly good pasture. And right. so when we get done working, especially the cutting cattle, we just let them out, and they've for the last two summers they've done a great job of just yeah. keeping everything ate down you know i understand um let me ask you about the one thing that you and i have in common you're a great horse trainer i'm not but we both are involved with the the unbeatable feeds company and yes, their sir. products they just came out with a brand new forage only feed that's why i'm here i came picked up a bunch of it from you um talk to me about your experience with them and and what got you involved in the unbeatable feeds company so jason um he called and he talked Jason Stewart, to me, the team rope. Yes, sir. Yeah. He called and visited with me about it. And well, this was just the beet pulp. And so yeah. I just I just now got the blend and uh, very excited about that. <clears throat> so he talked with me about the, the straight beet pulp. And I, I really liked a lot of things that he was saying. And so, I mean, one of them was, and, and you'll know this from being in the performance horses or being right. around it one big thing for us is the ulcers yep you know and and there's a lot of people that can deny and say ah back when them horses never had ulcers well maybe they did maybe they didn't but we put them through a lot of changes you know and i and we we have we have a lot of medicine for that and it's expensive and 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 it can really affect them horses in a in a very drastic way are you, are, are, is the beet pulp helping with that, do you feel like? Well, the beet pulp gets digested in the hindgut. Yeah. And so those horses stay fuller, and there's, I don't know enough about it. All I know is I know it works. And we went from, we went from feeding some horses, tight-gutted horses, as much as they could eat, to nothing but beet pulp and coastal grass yeah. hay. And they're so fat. It's, it's, it's remarkable. It yeah. really is. It's been a, it's been a game changer, and it's been a huge, huge savings. For okay, us. this, this might be my other dumb question, and and you're far more a horseman than I am. So if, again, if this is silly, don't laugh at me too much. But where, where, especially with performance horses, where you're, you know, you're, you're constantly trying to get them under, get them ready. They're under a little bit of stress. They're, they're maybe spending a lot of time in a in a stall at a show in a strange mm -hmm. environment um i've always wondered if, or, and thought that all that has to be a contributor to ulcers and if you oh if you've sure. got something in your feed that keeps it from from yeah. happening then then that's a big step forward 
Yeah, and I think the I think the hardest thing, like, uh, you know, a lot of people have have gone to where they feed cubes, and we feed cubes as well. And one thing when I when I started feeding cubes, I also I also knew that I didn't want those horses cleaning up their cubes and having an empty stomach because that's what's gonna that's what's gonna create a lot of that. And so that's why I always feed the coastal hay with it. Right. Uh, also, in my opinion, keeps some of the heat out of the stomach and and i think a, a a large part of why this beet pulp works is because it's 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 it takes a long time i shouldn't say it takes a long time to digest but it's in their belly right. and it gets digested in the hindgut and that's where that's where a lot of horses that that we see that that the ulcers affect them the worst yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Unbeatable Feeds just came out with a brand new forage-only feed. I'm about to start feeding my very first bunch of it. I can't wait to see uh, the results. You can go to unbeatablefeeds.com and you can get all the details. And, and I'm glad you're happy with it, and I'm sure we're going to be thrilled with it uh, oh, as time right. goes by. I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Um, this is Clayton Edsall. We're here at his place. Um, he's getting ready to head to the Snaffle Bit Futurity. Let me ask you about getting started in your career. Now a million-dollar trainer in the NRCHA, originally from Montana. Uh, you had a place in California, moved out here to Texas. Who got you started? Who do you look back on and say, these are the people that really made it possible for me to have this kind of a success? Well, it's not. It wasn't It wasn't the it, I didn't go to work for for typical trainer. I took right. kind of a I took kind of an awkward route. Maybe um, I never really planned on being a horse trainer. I was always I was always starting colts and and I got to be around some of the cutting uh, early on. I, I was in Oklahoma and Texas and I started some colts for different cutters uh, just for you know winter and whatnot. Got them going and and. I would day work in cowboy. Right. I love Nevada and all that, and and I just kind of I I thought you know maybe I'll just I'll try it, and so I I started showing a few of my own horses, and I ended up moving to California, and um, yeah, and I I had a little bit of success, and one I thing just, led to another. Yeah, and I got a lot of help from a lot of different people. Right. I never did a I never did a typical like a. Uh, worked for an assistant trainer, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. So, um, are there bloodlines that you prefer? Number one and number two. What do you look for in a in a rain cow horse prospect? Maybe even in a cutting prospect. Um, how much of the how much of the qualities? I've always thought athleticism is athleticism. For sure. Um, you know, some horses are going to be better at one thing than another. Obviously, that's just the way we all are. That's the way they all are too. What do you look for in a horse? You know, I've I've bought and sold a lot of horses, um, and I've bought a lot of prospects. And I think that uh, I think if you like them, buy them. Right. You know, if there's just something to them, and and the and the the bigger everything gets, you know, the more the more popularity and the roping and the you know the barrel race might be a, t a little bit different. But we're all looking for the same type of horse in right. a certain sense anymore. You know. Yeah, um, close. Are you the the Saturday night of the Snaffle Bit Futurity in Fort Worth? There's going to be a big loud crowd there at the Will Rogers. Yeah, um, a lot of people are going to be hooting and hollering, hollering and yelling and screaming. What's that environment like? Do you have to do anything to get your horses used? Because especially with, with the young horses, they're not used to all that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know how you get them used to it. Just uh, expose them to it, I guess. Just yeah, I ride mean, in the arena and there you go. Yeah, and it's, I mean, they they do a really great job and they let us have warm up time there in the morning and yeah. and it's super quiet and but I don't think anything can prepare them for for that and and yourself you know and it's that is a difficult part of it because those horses change a lot especially for the rain and you know sure um let me ask you two final questions number one um in rodeo we are really seeing i think an upsurge right now in crowds rodeos all over the country are sold out their national finals begins in a couple of months there are more contestants having won $100,000 or $200,000 going into the NFR ever than ever before. Rodeo's on an upswing. Some people want to say it's the Yellowstone effect. I don't know what it is. The Cowboy Channel's had something to do with it. Yeah. Are you seeing that in in the performance horse business? Are you seeing that in the ring cow horse business? Yeah. Are you seeing more and more interest coming? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, more people want to want to get into this i mean the the shows are bigger the money's yeah. bigger every everything's it's coming up what do you tell people that are coming up what do you tell somebody who's wanting to start whether it's a kid or it's a 63 year old rodeo announcer who thinks it looks like a lot of fun to ride a cutting horse or a rain cow horse and wants to try it what do you tell people when they're first starting out in this business well i think that i think that a lot of them they they maybe look at it and they go well i want to go beat this guy so i can get more horses and i can do this and and that's probably not going to happen at least consecutively i mean it takes it takes a long time to build a barn right you know year after year after year after year and so i always tell them do something better than i can yeah and if it's or or a top guy and if and if you're not going to beat them then take better care of their horses have better customer service have you know find something find something that you can do well and the and the customers and the horses yeah. will, will start to find your way yeah um, i like that though be bet do something better than the other guy yeah you have to because because you're not gonna unless you're just a phenom you're not gonna jump in there and you may have a great horse and you may have done a great job training it and you have some success but what happens next year are you going to have that unless you have those horses to train and have a show barn you know how good is the collection of horse trainers that are in fort worth right now at the snaffle bit um you you go up and down the line i did an interview a couple of weeks ago with Corey cushing before the snaffle bit started there are it seems to me that there are just an awful lot of really great trainers currently in your business oh they're all they're all here yeah unless you know unless they had uh, you know some some trouble or something like that but yeah they're they're all they're all here and and uh yeah it's it's pretty pretty amazing pretty good watching how much would it mean to you to win the sample bit it would yeah it would mean a lot it's the only major event i haven't won and so um you know last year i had three in the finals i mean i've out i've had horses in the finals year after year after year but yeah, I've never, never got to win it, and so that would that would be outstanding. That's Clayton Ensall, one of the premier trainers in the National Ring Cow Horse Association. Some snaffle bit futurity results. Lanham Brown, and he's a twisted bet. A 2016 gelding were the uh, 
champions of the non-pro bar, uh, bridal class in the intermediate non-pro bridal. Um, owner rider Landry Lissick and Cat walks into a bar where the champions are a Brown the second and I'm a winner RAB. I hope I said that right. Uh, were the champions of the level one non-pro bridal and in the select non-pro Jennifer Black and some sweet betting cat. Uh, were the uh, champions in the National Rain Cow Horse Association. Snaffle bit futurity, as I said, continues through Saturday, October the 21st. So this weekend, maybe I'll see some of you at Oklahoma's Richest. Chris Neal's big roping at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Next week, the Columbia River Circuit Finals Rodeo begins on October the 19th in Redmond, Oregon. The Texas Circuit Finals going on this weekend. You can find the complete schedule of rodeos and more at prorodeo.com. And don't forget, next week we kick off the Legends of the Hall podcast. Our first guest, the legendary Red Steagle. Thank you to our sponsors, Unbeatable Feeds, Wrangler, the Justin Boot Company, Resist All, and the Grand View at Las Vegas. God bless everybody. I'm Steve Kenyon. Thanks for listening to the Steve Kenyon Podcast.